that's going to help keep them in the years to come. Amen. Amen. You remember uh, 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 Dwayne Coochie rap said, it wasn't the presence, it was the presence that they needed. You, you, you can work your fingers to the bone and I promise you, I promise you, I've done it, worked, hustled, whatever to the bone. That ain't gonna keep them, that ain't gonna keep them right, that ain't gonna make them act right. All I done done for you, that was, you, what have you done for me lately? That's what our children take a mindset on. And so the greatest thing that you could ever do for your children is get them in the Lord, amen? It is not about your presence. It's not about what you can buy. It's about what you share, amen? Won't be before you long today, have a quick word. Can I get that water, baby? A uh, quick word for you, and then we're going to get out of here. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers in the house. Children's Church is now open. Amen. Children's Church. Amen. Happy Father's Day. Share with you real quickly. I used to say, Happy Father's Day to some mothers, but then I began to realize the role I was playing in sabotaging future relationships because when single mother has been deemed father for the reasons that father wasn't there or whatever else, when single mama meets single man, she one of the biggest fights in the relationship, even though that man be sent by God, is single mama don't want she has forgotten that she's really not a man. And she's been holding down the role of mother and father for so long. It begins to be hard to release the role, some roles in the house, to the man that God has sent. And so we got to be careful while we're trying to gain Facebook likes and people to say, see, he really understands. You got to be careful with all of that because what you could be doing is sabotaging the future of the future mother who's going to have an awesome man in God and one of their first, first warfares in the house be that she still wants to be the man. She doesn't necessarily want to be the man. She just feels she has to because she's been let down and her children has been let down so many times before. So mothers, you are awesome in all your splendor. Mm -hmm. You are awesome in all your splendor. But fathers, whether he's a deadbeat, whether he died way too soon, Whatever the situation is, that is still your children's father. Amen. And you know, I, I had a conversation with someone not long ago, and I said, and, and so this is just a per this is the only part for you mothers. You know, you, you, you could write it all down, uh, but I want the men to get ready to take some notes today because I got some things I want to share, which it might things make things a little easier. But but I was talking to someone not too long ago uh, about this whole father and, and mother thing, and. Um, I'll let that go right now. I'll bring that back up in my sermon. Amen. Amen. I put it in the sermon. Y'all won't get too mad at me. I say it right now. You'll walk out. Amen. I want to talk to you for a second um, from the title, A Father for Such a Time as This. A Father for Such a Time as this. We bless God for all of you coming out to fellowship with us today. Welcome to the Unity Worship Center. If this is your first time here, uh, we bless God that you are worshiping with us. We pray for all of our sick and shut in. And um, it's so funny, I was getting calls and people were saying to me, not going to make it today, not going to make it today. And it was fathers. And I was like, look at this. You see the warfare? Got this going on, got that going on. Warfare. Because today, today, every man that is confident that they go to a church that preaches Christ crucified should be in the house of the Lord today. Amen? Amen. Let's look at the book of Ezra, chapter 8, verse number 21. The book of Ezra, chapter 8, verse number 21. Then I proclaimed a fast that at the river of Ahava that we might humble ourselves before our, uh, before our God to seek from him the right way. For us and our, somebody say little ones, and all our possessions. Can I get the beginning of that again, please? Oof. Then I proclaimed a fast 
there at the river of Ahava, that we might humble ourselves before our God. To what? To seek from him. Not from Oprah. Not from Dr. Oz. Not from Grandmama. But to seek from him, God, the right way. Give me the rest. For us and our little ones and our possessions. May God add a blessing to the hearers, the readers, but most of all the doers of his word. Pray for me and with me. I am exhausted. We have had a week that... Sometimes things in life hit you and it just takes the very breath out of your body, the energy out of your body. And I've done home goings and I've done funerals before. I've done funerals from babies that were two days old all the way up to elders who were 85 years old. I've done a slew, unfortunately, I've done a slew of funerals for young people that have not made it to the age of 21. Far too many babies that had not made it to the age of 18 due to gun violence and overdose. But this was different in the fact that when I went to, a, to the gravesite to commit this particular body, this boy was so loved that I saw grown men hover over a casket and just scream. I sat next, I stood next to a young man that just looked into the hole of the grave. And Holy Ghost let me know he was thinking, so y'all gonna put him my guy in there. I watched him deal with the reality that his best friend was going to go in there. At 28 years old, he's going to go in there for eternity. And since that Thursday, my heart has broke a thousand times thinking about all the looks, the tears, screams of that day. And it takes something out of you. So much so that I had to counsel two engagements yesterday because I just come to the point to where I'm mentally tired of us losing the way we are. So with that being said, I'm going to start today off with a joke. <laughs> How about that? I heard this, and, and I figured I had to share it with the church, and maybe it might, just listening to it made me laugh, maybe it'll make me laugh again so that I can get on and do what I got to do. I want you to understand that your leaders aren't, I know you think, but we really aren't superhuman. The only superpower we hold is the only superpower we need, and that's the Holy Ghost. But even with the Holy Ghost, we, we hurt. Even with the Holy Ghost, we pain. Even with the Holy Ghost, we regret. Wish for do-overs. Tell you this, Joe. There was a father and he was sitting in the waiting room of a hospital waiting for the word on the birth of his baby and the nurse came out and said to him, sir, I am happy to report that you have twin daughters. They are perfect in every way. The man said, that's amazing. I work for Double Mint Chewing Gum Company, and I have two children born today. A few minutes later, the nurse came out, and she spoke to another man that was in the waiting room, and she said, sir, you have three boys. Your wife has given birth to uh, three perfectly healthy sons. And the, remind, the man replied with surprise, how about that? I work for 3M Company, and my wife had triplets. 
Just then, another man in the waiting room fainted and fell to the floor. And they ran to him and finally brought him around. Sir, the nurse asked, what what happened to you? Why, Why did you pass out? And the drowsy man said, one man worked for Double Mint Gum and he had twins. The other man worked for 3M, the 3M company, and he had triplets. Ma'am, I worked for 7-Up. <laughs> the nurse said, the nurse said, well, just think how upset you'd really be if you worked for Century 21. <laughs> Praise God. Having children is not nearly as difficult as raising them. The mother's pain in childbirth and the father's agony in waiting soon pass, but the task of rearing children is an awesome task for which most parents are not fully prepared. Uh, Today I want to address the subject of a father for such a time as now. Uh, we, we, we are going to specifically examine the role of the father in child rearing. In 1992, Hurricane Andrew hit southern Florida, leaving behind an estimated $12 billion in damages. People dead and thousands homeless. And a TV news camera crew was filming the devastation uh, when they came to a neighborhood where all the homes were flattened except one. All of them were flattened except one, and the owner was outside cleaning up his yard. So, so the crew stopped and asked, Sir, how, why is it that your house is the only one still standing? How did you manage to escape the, the, the severe damage of the hurricane? And the man responded, uh, uh, I built the house, the house myself. I also built it according to the Florida State Building Code. When the code called for two-by-six roof trusses, I used two-by-six roof trusses. Well, I was told that the house, uh, uh, the house built according to the code could withstand a hurricane. I did, and it did. I suppose no one else around here followed that code. No one would disagree that social, moral, ethical, and spiritual hurricanes have swept across the homes and families in American life during the past 30 to 40 to 50 years like crazy. A quote from a book written by Woodrow uh, Crowe entitled, Is There a Man in the House? said, and I quote, For a home to withstand the blowing winds of destruction and change in our day, it must be built according to God's code, unquote. I, I want to get a word from God. I want to I get a word from God today on the role of the fathers. And, and so, you know, we look at Ezra 8 and 21. Ezra was in captivity uh, in Babylon when he was given permission by, uh, I kill his name every time, our, our taxes uh, uh, to, to return, we're gonna call him X. When he was, given, he was given permission by X to return to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. And he left, he left with 1,500 men, 1,500 men and, and their families, and he had millions of dollars of silver and gold with him at that time. He, he, was, a, he, was, he, was, he was a lick waiting to happen. He, he, some people would call him a sitting duck for thieves. And the journey, the journey he was about to take was over a thousand miles long. And, and could you imagine everybody knowing uh, uh, how, how, how you had it going on? And, and they knew that you was going to be on the road for a thousand miles. And you ain't, you ain't riding down I-64 or, I-6, or 71 like that. You're on a horse and buggy. And you got millions in silver and gold. Now, you know, I ain't going to call no names, but I got a few homies in here. There's a good chance that if we was all kicking it together back in that time, that buggy was going to be stopped forcibly. Amen? With conversation that went something like this after. Nobody move. Nobody get hurt. (laughs) Let it go and we'll let you go. Amen? Pray for me. Get this, he, he did, but here's the thing about him, was about Ezra was he did not trust his own strength or the strength of the soldiers. In fact, he did not even take a contingency of troops with him on the journey. Lord, have mercy. 
He, he called for prayer and fasting. He was trusting the protection, the protection and the guidance of God and God only. Note carefully that, that, that he told them to pray specifically for the little ones. He, he, he was extremely concerned for the children that would come along and have to deal with this rough journey. The, 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 you know, these today are bad times. But there was those bad times in the day of Ezra where we're reading it. But, but Ezra knew that good men and good fathers could make a difference in such times. Are, are we as men and fathers making a real difference in these times that we live in today? I don't, I don't think any of us would argue that these aren't uh, uh, bad times in which to raise children. Amen. Over the last two years, we have just, from this city alone, buried 16, 16 people due to gun violence who did not reach the age of 21 years old. Kids are being bullied to the point of suicide, and now, and now we have what are supposed to be harmless cartoons, harmless animated cartoons, you know, things all over YouTube and excuse me, and other sites where, where, where the popular cartoon characters are telling our children to go and kill themselves. Y'all remember when they, they had that thing going on and, and they were telling, and we had a baby in our church that had tried to kill herself, Lord have mercy, three years old and she was watching this show and she was trying to kill herself simply because this trusted, popular cartoon character had been, had been hacked and, and words had been put in its, its you know, I guess, puppet mouth or whatever, and, 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 and it was telling our children to go kill itself, and, 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 and our baby girl, Lord have mercy, was going and, and, and cutting on tubs of water and just letting it run, and, or she would wait, no, no, she waited for mama to make her to her bath water and waited for mama to leave out of the bathroom, then lock the door, because it told them what to do, lock the door, and then go get under the water. Yeah. It was only the grace of God that we still have our baby with us here today. The, you know, you understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah. Then, 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 then it told her, she, and she never, and so for whatever reason, I can't quite remember why, I just know who saved her and, 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 and how it went down. I just know that he saved her. And, and, then, and then she watched another episode of the cartoon and it told her, you take the razor or you take the sharp knife and you just make, you, you just cut yourself right here. Yeah. And it wasn't until mama caught her with the knife trying to cut herself that we realized we had a situation going on. And in all her beautiful innocence, she said, Mommy, I was just doing what the cartoon told me to do. Oh, we, we are in bad times for raising, for raising kids. Fathers, for the few fathers that made it out today, that's in the building, uh, I have a question. And, and, and the question is, uh, do you know how to be a father in these type of times? Do you know how to be a father in these type of times? Because I want you to understand, uh, you, you know, how you was reared in the 1970s ain't going to work in 2021. Amen. Amen. I, I say this all the time. You can't put a 1970s anointing on a 2021 problem. You understand? Times change. The situation changes, but ain't you glad that you got a word that never changes, but it's built to hold it all? Do we have fathers that are ready in times such as this? Ezra knew that, that the task ahead required power, which he and his others did not possess. To get to Jerusalem, the people would have to uh, traverse over a thousand difficult and dangerous miles, and the greatest danger did not lay in the miles or the enemies, but within the people. See, 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 it ain't always the people that you don't know. Sometimes your biggest issues is the people that you got around you. Amen. Amen. Tell the truth, shame the devil. How many in the building has ever been surprised? I mean, truly surprised that when you were trying to figure out why things were going the way that they were, and you begin to really take a serious inventory and exploration of all the people that are around you, uh, 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 that you begin to realize the problem wasn't your haters that they was talking about. The problem was them. <laughs> we'd be surprised to find how many of our parents are in the way. 
Oh, Lord, we'd be surprised to find how many of our family members are in the way. You understand what I'm saying to you? And so, so Ezra, Ezra understood that, that even though y'all with me, just because y'all with me don't mean y'all with me. I believe uh, the street, uh, two street theologians uh, by the name of Bootsy and uh, may he rest in peace, uh, uh, Lil Mo said, everybody ain't your partner, everybody ain't your, y'all don't hear me in here, everybody ain't your friend. And so, and so I would, uh, it would behoove you to understand who it is that you truly have around you. The greatest danger is not the mouths, the greatest danger is not the raising these children, the greatest danger is the people that you are bringing around your children and you better check yourself because you might be the greatest danger. Hmm. You might be the greatest danger to your kids, amen. You see, you see, you see, the, the, the important matter was, was, was for the men and, and the husbands and the fathers to be committed to the God who could empower them and guide their families correctly during these, these crazy days. I want to go ahead and say this, that you might be a father in here that don't live in a household with your child, but for real, for real, you need to ask God to give you the power and the influence to be able to influence with the, 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 uh, the property of wherever your child may be. Watch this. You don't want to try to run nothing. You don't want to be boss over there, but your prayer should be if you have children in a home that you don't live in is, Lord, let your influence, let the let God's influence be in every situation, in every on every property, in every house that my child is. I understand that we're living in times where we don't necessarily have all of our children with us. So, 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 so now I'm going to go ahead and say it. And so, and so, so, so what has to happen is, number one, you mama's got to stop talking about these baby daddies. First of all, you, you, you're going to have to retitle them. Because if you continue to call them baby daddy, you're going to get baby daddy results. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why. But somehow baby daddy just don't make me feel like the, 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 the man that the daddy has actually matured into the place of being able to handle his children. Or children or childlike responsibilities. So, so, so your child's father, okay. Somebody say that, your child's father. I dare somebody in here say, I ain't got a baby daddy no more. I have a child's father. Just keep your mouth off your child's father. Oh, some of you don't like that. Some of you don't, you know, some of you don't like that. Well, he rotten. He ain't no good. I mean, he, I mean, he don't do nothing. He don't take care of nothing. And, and you messed with him. <laughs> I, I was dating a girl one time and she, she had a couple kids and, and you know about this dude and, and he was just the worst dude everybody knew he was the worst dude now, I don't know why she'd ever mess with me nobody, I mean pe people literally didn't mess with him because he was the worst dude and she was, just tell, she was telling me stories I had just met her and she was telling me stories of all she went through with him and there was two things I was thinking about I was like well how'd he get you and, and watch this and twice two kids check because something must be wrong with you to have said, but now, but, oh, I see. Keep, 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 and, and, and let me tell you what you do. Every time that you say bad things about their fathers in front of them, not even, even if, it don't make no, never mind. The Bible says death and life is in the power of the tongue. So, so it would seem to me that you would stop putting death on this man because whether y'all going to be together or not, you at least want him alive and spiritually alive enough to where he can be a better father than evidently what he's being right now. But it, have you ever stopped to think that it ain't just that he just ain't no good and he, he's just, he's just rotten and he's a cow and all that. Have you ever stopped to think it just might be your mouth be the reason that he is not where he should be today? Because <laughs> life, because death and life is in the power of the tongue. Lord, have mercy. He ain't no good. So guess what? Now he's worse than what he was five minutes ago. So, the greatest danger is who we got around our babies, ain't it? See, now, see, see, see that statement's a little deeper now, ain't it? The greatest danger is who we got around them. You know, you, you want your child to respect you, but, but you keep talking about somebody that they hooked up with that was just horrible. Why should they respect that? Shut up. Pray for that father. Pray that he becomes awesome. Pray that he becomes happy. See, you know you and God when, when, they, when they broke your heart, but you still hope that they get everything that God has for them in a positive sense. 
See, some of y'all be like, I sure do be praying, God, give them everything they got coming. No, 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 no. That is, <laughs> ain't nothing holy about that. You know what I'm saying? No, no. But when you begin to pray, God, give them what you had for them. God, give them what they destiny called for. God, get them back on track. And I understand we might not ever be together again. We might not be nothing. We just might be like, hey, hey. But, but I want to see them as happy, God, as you're, you're going to make me happy. I want to see them with the same joy that you're, you're blessed on the inside of me. I, I want to see them come to the fruition of everything they were called to be before life snatched dreams from their torsos. The word father speaks of a role to protect and nourish the family and children. The word father is, he, uh, in Hebrew is ab, A-B, and in Greek it is pater, P-A-T-E-R, and these words mean protector or nourisher. Uh, 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 we fathers need power that we do not possess naturally within ourselves so that we can carry out the role that God has chosen for us in the home. In the New Testament sense, uh, there are two elements needed for a father to have the power and to be a godly father. Look at Ephesians 6 and 4. Uh, the book of Ephesians 6 and 4, it says, And you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, Bring them up in the training and ad admonition of the Lord. Uh, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, we, we shouldn't be showing them how to roll a blunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, 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 shouldn't, we shouldn't be. Uh, well, I ain't taught them how to roll no blunt. The devil is alive. If you ever split the cigar, put the weed in there, and rolled it back up in front of them, you taught them how to roll a blunt. You understand what I'm saying to you? Why is it training in school, but it ain't training at home? <laughs> Then I look at Ephesians 5 and 18. Uh, 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 and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled uh, with the Spirit. <laughs> you, you know them liquor stores, and when you ride past them, they, they, they say, you ever notice liquor stores, what, they, what the real names is? It says spirits. Spirits. You ever notice that? <laughs> so maybe that might explain why your spirit changed. It didn't say what spirit. I don't know about y'all, but, but if, you, if you was a professional drinker such as myself back in the day, I, I could tell you what particular spirits uh, happened to arise out of any bottle that I drunk from. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, and I had to learn because, you know, you know, you had a vast education of, you know, beverage, uh, illegal beverage. Uh, uh, <laughs> and, so, and, so, and so what Brown did wasn't the same thing as what White did. You understand what I'm saying to you? No, no, no. No, Brown made me feel good about myself. I look, look classy and Brown, you know, but, you know, I could be in a three-piece suit with the best uh, Tom Ford shoes on and get half a cup of that white in me and I'm like, <laughs> robbing everybody. <laughs> Love nothing. <laughs> Called it bumpy face for a reason. You woke up, you done bumped your head in so many different situations. You, who are you? You just help me, Jesus. <laughs> Spirits, that's what they call them. That's why, that's why you ain't never seen nobody have three drinks and be the same as they was before they started drinking at all. Because that thing has taken over. It's taken over. Isn't it funny that we set back, church people set back and know it's called Spirits. And, 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 and we, so we try to play off and be like, well, you know, I don't drink like that. I just do wine. <laughs> it's still in the house that they call spirits. <laughs> oh, we will, we will, we'll fix it up, won't we? You hear me? <laughs> I mean, I won't be getting drunk. I just be having wine. <laughs> the whole bottle. Kind of takes the class away. <laughs> Men, you will need you will need an indwelling Savior. Men, I, I really hope I hope you got good memories. Amen. If you need paper, all you got to do is raise your hand. We'll get we'll get some note paper to you right now. Uh, Unity Worship Center note paper. We'll get it to you right now because I want you to get your phones out, whatever. But you're gonna need an indwelling in order to raise children in times like this. You're gonna need an indwelling Savior. 
A man will never be a father. He could be, but should not be unless he has the Savior in his heart. One day as uh, Gypsy Smith, which was a British uh, Christian evangelist, uh, walked into a Scottish village, a little girl came up to him and Smith was surrounded by people due to the fact that he was in the area preaching and hundreds had come out to hear him and wherever he went, people followed him in great numbers. And this little girl, this little girl was persistent and finally got the, 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 the great evangelist's attention and, and, and she said, here's a gift for you. And she held up in her hand this, this dirty piece of candy in a, in a, and wrapped up in a dirty cloth. And, and, and Gypsy said, well, why, have you, why have you brought Gypsy Smith a piece of candy, he asked. And she said, sir, my daddy used to beat my mommy. He used to come home drunk. He yelled at me, and we were afraid all the time. But my daddy got saved, and Jesus lives in his heart. Now I have a new daddy at my house, and I wanted to bring you a piece of candy because you told my daddy about Jesus. See, the new daddy wasn't, you know, her, her mom went out and found a new man. The, her new daddy was that her, 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 her daddy, who was an alcoholic, who was an abusive alcoholic, he had witnessed the power of the Holy Ghost. And now that, that power of the Holy Ghost was deep down on the inside of him. And she said, I got a new daddy at my house. And Gypsy Smith, it said, Gypsy Smith picked up the little girl and held her high above the crowd shouting, look, ladies and gentlemen, here is a little girl with a new daddy at her house. Don't you, don't you men feel ashamed if you've not been who you should be in God? Don't you feel ashamed because you ought to be happy that he woke you up this morning. Why? Because the Bible says that if he woke you up, he woke you up with what? Brand new mercies. He gave you an opportunity, gives you an opportunity to get that thing right. Now, let me go ahead and talk about this because I, I feel I just need to. I don't know why. I don't know why. And I'm probably, it's probably going to cause me more problems down the line. Than, but, but if it blesses you, uh, men, I want it to bless you. If you done said you sorry. If you said you sorry and you mean it for, and you meant it from your heart, let that be that. See, because one of the problems happens is us men, we get it wrong. We get it wrong the first couple of years, 10, 15, 20 years. We slow learners, baby. You know, and so, and so we, we get it wrong. And then when we get that thing on the inside of us, we, we begin to understand there needs to be a change. And we begin to try to get things right. And, and you know, and then next thing you know, but, 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 but our babies, they got attitudes. See, because they suffered. They suffered because we wasn't who we were supposed to be. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? They suffered because we wasn't who we were supposed to be, and they had to listen weekend after weekend about how rotten and dirty and no good you was from, from the only person that was taking care of them. I want you to understand, getting back in their lives isn't going to be as easy as you think. And you got to be careful that when you get in their lives and you think everything is good, that, 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 that when, and then one day you find out that you disagree with an opinion of theirs, and the next thing you know, they want to talk about how bad you used to do their mama. Well, hold on, hold on. Then, 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 you know, anything that you do once, you know, just might have happened, but anything that you do three times is a habit. And so now the third time that I ain't loaning you no money, the third time I'm not paying your rent, the third time that I do not agree with what you're talking about, now all of a sudden we're talking about your mama again. Hold on. First of all, what went on with me and your mama ain't your business. I'm sorry you was hit by it, but you at an age now to where I can tell you, you, you look, 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 let that, I ain't got, I ain't had to you. she ain't go nowhere, did she? I, I, I wasn't ready for the responsibility that was given to me then. But I said I'm sorry, and it seems funny, it's awful funny, that the only time that, 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 that we got to bring up how I did your mama and how I did you when you was younger is when I don't give you what you want. Just, just listen, 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 listen. Uh, be, be men. Hear me out. Be, be sorry, but don't be usable. Uh, uh don't be usable. You understand what I'm saying to you? Because, because, see, see, even in your sorry, you got to teach. Even in your getting things right with your child, you still got to teach. And one of the things I got to teach you is that you will not use me in order for me to feel loved by you. You either rock with me or you don't. But what we ain't going to do is every time I turn around, you want to keep on bringing up stuff from the past. I thought, we, I thought we let that go. We prayed together. We've been down together. I've had your back. What do you keep on bringing that mess up for? So you either love me or you love me not. But what you're not going to do is keep playing games with my emotions. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I, whatever, you know, I hope we can get past it. But if not, lose my... Yeah, we don't like that, do we? 
Because we want, we want, you know, some of us mothers, we, we hate that man so bad, we want him to walk through the rest of his life in just pure hell. You know, some of you might have said, that ain't me, but it's your friend, ain't it? Tell the truth. You know it is. <laughs> you know somebody like that. Yeah. How, how many of our boys and girls need and deserve a new daddy in their homes? You understand what I'm saying to you? But they will never have one unless Jesus comes to take up residence. Uh, a friend, I want you to understand, it will not be the courts or the laws that, that, that will straighten out the absent daddy problem. This can only happen due to spiritual revival in the hearts of our fathers. Amen. Something else you're going to need, fathers. What's my time? Okay, I'm good. Uh, uh, you're going to need the infilling spirit. You're going to need that, man, you're going to need that spirit to deal with these kids today. Mm-hmm. How many of you know what I'm talking about? They walk out the room and you just be like, Jesus. Sometimes me and Miriam just, Maya walk, Maya, Maya walk out the room and we just look at each other and just get up and just walk away from each other. We don't even say nothing. We just, come here, baby, just show how we do it. You, you know, I'm, headed, you know, I'm headed to the basement, you headed to your prayer room. We just look at each other, she done said something, walked in, we just go, what was we doing to make this thing? I don't know, I don't even want you near me. Something might pop out that looked like that thing. You, that's what we do. I mean, we literally get off the couch and just go, we don't even look at each other. We give each other one look and just say, what was we thinking? And just go the other way. Don't, don't, don't touch me. We might make another one. <laughs> Uh-uh, uh-uh, no, 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 I mean, we didn't got mad at each other. <laughs> That's her side of the family. <laughs> see, 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 and I'm going to tell you what she do in my house. Ain't no love in my house. She walks off. I swear to God, if I'd have known marrying into a house of felons, I would have just went up there. <laughs> everything that when she gets, when Maya gets super crazy, everything goes back to my felony convictions. Everything. I'll be like, how did, how does that have to do with what she just said? That's just felony talk. That's just felony talk. <laughs> Walk down the steps back. My man came. I'd never share with you again. <laughs> you have to have that spirit. Even a dad who knows Jesus still needs power. This power is given through the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Fathers, fathers, all over this church today need a new surge of power to help them be the fathers that they ought to be. And, and, and that surge of power is available only through the infilling of God's Spirit. You understand what I'm saying to you? And in, in, in order to experience the infilling power, you must be willing to submit yourself to God. You, 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 you must humble yourself. You must admit you need him. Many men have a problem with admitting that they, they have a need. That's one of the biggest problems with our men. In the, that's, why, that's, why, that's why our churches aren't filled with men as they, they should be because a lot of men have a problem saying, I need help. You, you know, I, I don't see some of, the, some of the hardest, coolest people walk up in this building and, and some of the realest stuff be said to them. And they'd be like, man, church was fire. And I've never seen them again. And the Holy Ghost said, that's not your fault. He said, he said people have a hard time dealing with what they know needs to be dealt with. Don't nobody want to hear about, what, especially a man. I don't know about a woman. Never been one of those. But 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 a man. We got a problem sitting in church, hearing about us when we know he ain't talking to us, but God is talking to us through him. You, you see, and and here's the here's the, here's the foolish part of us men. And we that's why you got that's why you got to grow out of this and then go get your partners who's the same way. Because what we do is we just rather stay at home and not have to get better. Oh, well, somebody write that down. We, the men would rather just stay home and rob the family of everything they deserve. God blessed you with this beautiful family, and the man would rather lay home and instead of deal with himself and become the best man for that family that he could be. We was taught as boys to stand up for ourselves, but when it comes to God, you either admit you need or do without his power. Living without God's strength is the greatest problem among Christian fathers today. Well, something else you're going to have to need. You're going to have to say, oh, oh, Lord, you're going to have to have some patience. You're going to have to have some patience. Woo! 
I'm talking about you guys. Say you're going to need some patience. Y'all ain't even got, y'all ain't even got nothing. Y'all, y'all done borrowed patience from, from joy, and joy didn't have pain. You done borrowed patience from love, and you, done, you, you owe patience. You owe the rest of the spirits of the fruit. Patience. You done, y'all could have said, you go, patience. Huh? <laughs> oh, Lord. Woo, I'm just glad to know that, baby, baby, it ain't just our child is crazy. All of me is. You see how they acted? Them too. Them too. Okay. <laughs> you have to have some patience. I want you to understand. See, see, see the, the trip that the people that were taking in the day of Ezra covered a bunch of miles and, and difficult terrain, you know, and there was no, you know, there was, there was, there was no autobahns on the, on the interstate of the highway, you know, wasn't none of that, wasn't no new sucker road. They, they, had, they had no hotels in which they had to spend the night. They, they were no restaurants and, and that they could sit down in and enjoy a relaxing meal. I mean, this was a difficult trip, people. And, you know, and, and note again that, that the prayer Ezra called for involved asking God to protect the children. The Lord teaches us in his word that the long journey journey of getting your children to adulthood requires a great patience. It's all through Proverbs. You understand what I'm saying to you? Now, now look at the passages in Ephesians 6 again. And note, it says, it note that the fathers are told to exasperate their children, uh, uh, not to exasperate their children, but to bring them up in, a, in, 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 the, in the nature in the, and in the admonition of the Lord. You, you, let me tell you something. You, you're going to have to have, oh, Lord, you're going to have to have patience. I, I put the swimming pool in the back of the house over the weekend. Put the swimming pool in the back of the house. I'm right off third shift. She's up, you know, she's, as soon as you get in the garage, I worship him. I love, and I love God. I do, y'all. I love God. I've been on shift for eight hours, though. Every morning I come in and say, like, thank you, Jesus. She's singing over the music. The music's really loud, but she's singing over the music. And I get in and she says, you ready to get this swimming pool together? You ready to get this one? Ain't Jesus good? Stop. <laughs> yes, he's good. No, I'm not ready. <laughs> Next thing you know, we put the pool up. Getting, got these guys out here and they and they keep telling me what we need to go pick up. And we're just driving because I've been saying, I've been saying, 2021, I'm going to be a better man. I'm going to be a better husband. I'm going to be, I ain't going to be so, you know, my mouth ain't going to be so sharp. You know what I'm saying? And she's just, she's going to be so excited. And I'm thinking, she better be excited. And we go and we spend money and we ride. And we go and we spend money and we ride. And we go and we spend money and we ride. And then we set it up beautifully. We let her go and stay with her cousins because she loves to be there, right? You know, they love to be there. We set it up beautifully, everything. You know, so then you're going to hang out with your friends and your cousins, and, and then you get to come home and you get to jump in the pool. It's heifer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I was at the lion's den. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm saved. Y'all know it. Y'all know it. Just, you know, sometimes this beautiful darling of mine says, I want to come home. She sees the pool on FaceTime. She says, I want to come home. And my thing, I said, I set it up cold. I said, no, baby, you go ball out with your cousins. You got some money. Y'all might go to the fair. Y'all going to the fair. You know, now, and so, so, so she says, okay. And she gets back from the fair and she comes and says, I want to come home. I said, well, you know, we live in Louisville. You in Lexington. She said, I just miss y'all. And, I, and then it hit me. You don't miss me. You lying little wench. You don't miss me. You don't even like me half the time. You don't, you don't miss me. You won't get in that pool. <laughs> so, so she, so I said, I said, I said, Maya, we're not going to do this. And she, she hung up on me. <laughs> no appreciation. You talking about some patience? I wanted to tell her a few things. You understand what I'm saying to you? But, but, but no, no, we had to have, <laughs> you're going to have to have patience. You, you know. 
Look here, you're going to have to have the right type of temperament. You're going to have to have the right type of mentality, man. You're going to have the right type. Oh, Lord, you're going to have the right type. You're going to have the right type. See, because here's the deal. I got played. I did. I got played. All these years, you know, Maya could do no wrong. She was the greatest thing since sliced bread. I mean, that's booty. You, I wish you would. I wish you would. And, and, so, and so I would come into the rooms and say, so Miriam, you know she's not going to like you when she's 16, right? I can't keep saving you and making stuff straight. She ain't going to, you know, what if I ain't hurt? She's going to need you. Get it together. She ain't that bad. Then I had to watch her for like three days while Miriam had surgery on my own. Soon as the, Trey, soon as the sedation was over, I was cool. I was like, I was, you know, she's calling Groggy. Yes, baby, the Lord is good. He brought you through. And so I said, then she called me a little on and the sedation. I said, you ain't got the sedation on? Say that you, you, you straight. You ain't high no more. You can hear me? She said, yeah. I said, I said come get this heifer. <laughs> Ernie, that was day one. That was day one, Ernie. I'm sitting here like, she done killed me out. Day one. You don't appreciate nothing. I texted, when she got home, I had her a gift. And I said, I'm sorry. And, and I ain't, we gonna get her. That's what I said. <laughs> like, we gonna jump her, right? I said, we gonna get her. That's right. Y'all's Christian first lady said, <laughs> oh, so now you feel it. Now you won't get her. I'm going to let you deal with that for a little while. I said, well, just make sure you send those money orders on time. Because one of us is leaving here. <laughs> You're going to need the right temperament, man. Many fathers get mad at their children, not because of the situation at home, but because of the situation in your own lives. You're going to have to get it together. You, most time, you, you, let me tell you something. I took a mini whooping for something that I know I didn't do. Now, you, you whooped me because I broke the lamp after you told me to stop running around in the house. Fine. But don't whoop me because he didn't come back to you. That ain't my business. <laughs> have, you, have you ever been in a situation the way you, you whooped your child and you was like, that might have been a little much. Don't worry. We don't. Ain't nobody, we, we, we together here. We ain't nobody going to get called or nothing. You understand? We don't do that around here. You, you, you ever just gave your, your kids the business because, and you might have just went a little overboard because, you know, I was just having a bad day. Those are people that are used to court and they, they know to say no just on the case. Anything happens to, happens to get out because we, we know we got, we got leaks in the building, amen? Mm-hmm. All right, so, so. If, if things are going well for dad, he might not be angry. If he has had a bad day, he just might explode on his children and everybody else at home. Children need to see an, uh, an even temperament in us as fathers. In other words, I ought to be the same when I'm upset as I am when I'm happy because none of that has anything to do with you, even if you're causing me the drama. If I'm where I'm supposed to be in Christ, I'm going to deal with you the right way despite how my carnal mind is thinking. You see what I'm saying? You know, one of the, one of the things that I tried to build... Uh, with Maya, and, and I think I'm playing myself, but I'm, I try to always be the same. And, and, so, so, and so some of us fathers will say, well, that's easy, because since I'm always upset, I can just be angry. See, 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 here's the problem about us fathers that you women don't really get. It's hard. Many of us didn't grow up with a father. Many of us didn't grow up with a father, and many of us that did grow up with a father probably, probably should have just, probably would have done better without him. It's hard. We have those X and Y chromosomes. We're extremely sensitive. And you think that because you've never seen him cry, because you've never seen him break down, because you've never seen him get too excited, you think that he doesn't care. But on the inside, he's dying. He's dying. 
it's hard for the father because it's already been said society-wise that we're we not going to do our job no way. We ain't going to be there no way. It's hard for us fathers, a lot of us fathers, because we made so many bad mistakes young that we don't have it to be able to bless our children like we see other fathers able to bless theirs because, because of their training and their rearing was right. They didn't go to penitentiary. They didn't catch felonies, and it, thus it's not as hard for them to get jobs. Let's work for felons. This is true, but don't get it twisted. We are playing from a disadvantage. And so, so, so not only are we frustrated from the disadvantage, but we're also frustrated because the disadvantage is causing lack in the home. Disadvantage is stopping me from being the best dad that I could be. And I know you might love me, but I don't even feel like I deserve the love that you got for me sometimes because I'm not where I should be for you. Oh, God. I need, I need, I need you to understand it's hard. It's hard. It's even hard for the people that, that never got in trouble that's walked through church all their lives. It's hard because it was a whole lot easier to be church daddy back then. But there was so much more 20, 30 years later that us church fathers have to deal with. We didn't, we didn't have the internet back then. It's hard now. Because, 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 may, you know, I've got, maybe I didn't go to prison, but I got passions that ain't necessarily, you know. I'm dealing with things on the inside of me that, that I can't talk to nobody about. And you got to be careful, man, about who you share things with because it will get out. Be careful about who you share your business with because, because it, you know, it blows my mind sometimes how things come back to me that was promised would never leave this space. So we frustrated, ain't we, Trey? We frustrated because, because I wish I had somebody that would listen to me and not judge me. I wish I had somebody that loved me for real. That when I said I was sorry, you accepted my apology and helped me to grow. It's hard. There's a song in the secular world that says, who do I run to? Who do I run to? You see? And so us men, we've been taught, we stay silent and keep it to ourselves. It's just better that way. But the problem with that is Satan operates in silence. He's, so, 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 so because I, but, but because I'm keeping it to myself don't necessarily mean I'm delivered. It just means that I got people around me that I don't really trust. And, 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 don't, and, don't, and, and, oh, God, and people say, well, why you? I don't know why you, you know, uh, don't, act like, don't act like you don't know why I can't trust. Come on. Yeah. I told you that, baby, because we, it was a pivotal time in our life, and now that we're arguing, you want to bring that back up to me. <laughs> but you're supposed to love me. And I'm supposed to trust you. I, I told you that in confidence and, and I walked in and you was two doors down, didn't know I was in the room and I heard you telling your girl about what we talked about and now I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to trust you. I told you about that. I told you about that in confidence, and, and, and you know, it wasn't supposed to go nowhere. And we was, you know, right here, and then, and then, then some stuff go down, and, and then somebody contacts me and tells me just what I said to you. And, and because I'm the Christian dad, y'all hear me in here? Because I'm the saved dad, I ain't supposed to say nothing. I'm, you know, I'm just supposed to keep on forgiving you. I, I used to say, I put on Facebook one time, some of y'all better hope I don't grow my jerry curl back. Remember when Ice Cube said that? Because you know what he was saying? Because if I grow this jerry curl back, you don't want it like you think you do. You don't want it like you think you do. You see, and we're frustrated because we got nobody. Women, y'all talk whether it's good or not, or bad, whether it's right or wrong too. Y'all go to sleep with it off your chest. Us, we down in the man cave like, God, I'm just trying to make it till tomorrow. Men, we throw our, di our, our, not our, our diaries, but we throw our journals away, don't we? Because we can't, we really can't afford for nobody to read that. And I can't keep on reading it. 
So my therapy that's on paper, y'all ain't hearing me here, my, my therapy paper don't work no more because, because, you know, I can't even write it down no more. Hurts too bad to, to even know this is where I'm at. And the wife say, you could tell me anything. No, we can't. You ain't ready for that. You want to be, but you ain't ready for that. Because that might involve pain for you. So you're going to have to get the right temperament. You're going to have to be the same every day. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, 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 and even temperament comes when you, as a dad, are at peace with God in all circumstances. See, man, it ain't up to them. We don't need them. We just need to get content with God in all circumstances. It's on us. Spending time with the Lord daily is necessary for us men to keep our aggressive male nature in check. Children who have fathers who burst into angry rages at random events never learn true discipline. For your children to learn to trust God and have peace in their hearts, they need fathers who trust God and reveal peace through their temperament. Amen? We're almost done. Here we go. You're going to have to spend some time with your kids, y'all. Fathers, we're going to have to spend some time with them. Turn, 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 turn the phone off. Look into the eyes of your children. Time matters. Your children are spending their time connecting with people, and it is likely those people may not be the best for them. Often they are learning about life through a computer. I urge you to sit down with your children every day and just talk to them. Jesus spent time with his disciples. It was said of them uh, on one occasion that, that the people perceived that he had been with Jesus. It does not simply say that they knew him, but they had been with him. Indeed, Jesus spent time with his disciples, and if we are going to teach our children, we must spend time with them. Your children will tend to follow the person and the influences that gave attention to them. At Harvard University, uh, 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 they did a study and found that six out of every ten juvenile delinquents had fathers who drank to ex to in, to in excess. Uh, access. Uh, uh, many had mothers who did the same. Three out of four lacked parental interest or discipline. And four out of the five had parents who took no interest in their friends or, or their amusements. You know, they, we, didn't, we didn't pay attention to what they was having a good time with. Many wayward children come from broken homes and few had religious training of any kind. That doesn't mean that all children who go astray as teenagers come from broken homes or that every, or every teenager that go to church ain't going to trip. Some dads had moms live for God, spend time in prayer, and do the best they could to lead their children in a godly manner. But a child in the family may well grow up and go astray. The percentages, however, get this, of those who become delinquents from, from homes where fathers are absent, or live ungodly lives is 10 times worse. A nun who worked in the men, watch this, this is, we're done. Uh, this is blue mind. I've studied this, I wanted to give it to you. A nun who worked in a men's prison was asked by one of the inmates if she would buy him a Mother's Day card to send to his mom. She agreed and the word traveled fast. Soon hundreds of inmates, this is a true story, were asking for cards. Resourcefully, the nun contacted a greeting card manufacturer who sent crates of Mother's Day cards so they could all get one to be passed out. Soon afterwards, she realized that Father's Day was approaching and thinking ahead, she called and the manufacturer sent some because for some Father's Day cards. Years later, the nun had still said that every one of those cards, I'm sorry, years later, the nun said she still had every one of those cards. Not one prisoner requested a card for his father. Clearly, most men in prison were upset with their fathers. Not one, one man wanted one card. Listen carefully. A child's heart often spells love with the letters T. I-M-E. And if you don't spend time with your children, they will spend it with others. And whoever gives them that time will have the greatest influence on their future. It needs to be a godly father who gives the time and attention to the child. Listen, know your practices. First, one is discipline. Fathers, you must not leave the discipline to the mother. A father has an important role to play at this point. Some fathers do discipline of the children, but that's basically all they do for their children. They step in when discipline is needed, but otherwise they spend little time with the children. And a father who does not take time to be with their children, uh, uh, is, and, but, but the only time that you come around is when you're going to spank your children, is, is seen as a tyrant. You're an old, nasty man, and I don't want nothing to do with you. And so as he gets older and the father tries to get closer to the child, the child wants nothing to do with him because you won't let him go play ball. Uh, 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 you won't let him go for the weekend, but you will get him to come over here and whoop him. 
They don't want to hear nothing from you. You understand what I'm saying to you? You have to direct your child. We done. I'm not going to hold you. We're done. I, I want to tell you this. I want to tell you this right now. Get this and get this good. If you want to parent your children successfully, men, you have to, for one, show them a prayer life. I don't care if you don't even live in the same house as your child. Get cool with mom and boyfriend, mom and husband or whatever, and say, listen, I just, before I go home, I just need him to come out to the car. He can sit in here. We're going to pray together. And if you want to bring the rest of your kids, I'll pray with them too. No problem. But, but this one just needs to sit out here in the car with me. I don't even have to come in. I'm going to pray with them before I go home, and we out. And they, need to, and they need to see that. Why? Why do they need to see that? Because they need to see you resting on the Lord. They need to see that when craziness comes, madness comes, hell comes, trials, tribulations, and they going to come, they need to see the father, the strongest man in their mind. They don't want to be like Mike. They want to be like dad when it first starts out. You understand what I'm saying to you? They need to see you with a prayer life. You need to share a prayer life with them so that they grow up with a prayer life and they teach others to have a prayer life. And they begin to depend on God, not on jobs. They begin to depend on God, not on people. They begin to depend on God, not drugs. They begin to depend on God, not gangs. You understand what I'm saying to you? Have a prayer life with your children. Men, because you are the strongest person that they know. It is your responsibility to bring Jesus, to, to bring them to Jesus, to bring Jesus to them. It is your responsibility. And don't think because you don't live with them that that gives you a pass to be negligent in the, upper, in, in the areas of prayer. You are still responsible to teach your child. I'm going to tell you something. Your child will have a far greater respect for you to say, you know what? He might not have lived with us. He, I, might, I might not have did a Christmas with him. You know, you know, he, he, you know him and my mama wasn't cool. But I'm going to tell you something. Every day, 713 on his way home from work, he, 613 on his way home from work. He prayed. He was in my driveway and I had to be there and we prayed if I had a basketball game that I was at. He was there and we prayed if I had to be somewhere else. If I was over my auntie's house for that time, he came over there and we prayed. He taught me how to pray and prayer is the reason that I'm not in prison. You see. You got to do your jobs. You got to do your jobs. And from one father that has failed on every level, on every level and scrapes and scratches to get back in to the relationships that was supposed to be between the father and the child. Let me tell you, you, for those of you that have little children, get it right now. Get it right by, that by the time that they're 16, 17 years old, there's no secret hate for you. They, they, you know, they don't really even remember it because you manned up and you were great from that moment on. It don't mean we're going to all get it right. We're going to mess up. We're going to miss it, man. We're going to miss it. There's so much to this, we're going to miss it. But how we come back from it is everything. How we come back from it, it's everything. He was 28 years old. And my friend, who was his uncle, he said, he said, he said, Pastor, man, I just thought about what all I showed him. He said, I just thought about what all I showed him. And I couldn't help but think some of this was on me. I've got a son right now. And every, every night that my phone rings, maybe a little too late, a fear grips my chest. Because I don't, I don't know what I'm going to hear when I, when I accept this call. He'll say something like, hey, Pops, what you up to? It's my guy. He's my guy. And I say, man, boy, you, you know, I haven't told you about calling late. Text me first. Let me know you're going to call so I can get ready. I know everything's okay. And he'll just start laughing. And I pray every day. I pray every day. When I get calls from numbers that I don't know, I don't get to be like bill collectors. I, we, you know, we just don't answer them. I got to answer them because I, under, it might be, I understand that it might be somebody telling me, telling me, so I'm praying. 
I never would tell him about my life. I never would tell him about my life. And, and it was people that would, you, you know, come back and say, hey, such and such said that you whoop de whoop de whoop And I'd be like, man, don't worry. Don't be listening to that stuff, man. None of that's important anymore. And I'd scare as soon as I could, if you ever tell my son. Phone ring. It's his cousin. Immediately. I ain't got my phone charged up, man, but I was just calling you from a car. Oh, my God, don't do that. Because, see, no matter, no matter, we say, well, you get them grown in its own name. That, that ain't true. I don't ever want to have to deal with, but what have I, what if I had not been him? What, what, what if my example wouldn't have been what it was? And, and though I tried to keep it from him, him knowing those things about me, but he, but he found out. And, and, and what if, what if, get them while they're young. Get them while they're young. Change their hearts while they're young. While, while, while you still got somewhat of an influence on their lives, get them while they're young. Show them the best you. Show them the best you. Listen, if we have anybody in the building that has not given themselves over to our Lord and Savior, we offer you the invitation to come on down.